Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you so much for joining me. Really, really appreciate that. Hope your day's off to a good start. Um, man, it's been a while. I, uh, I missed you last week. I think I'm going to have to drop back to every other week because uh, life's getting a little hectic, you know, uh, between all the responsibilities of work and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm going to get in here when I can. I, I'm, I'm not giving up. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, I, and it's a good thing, but uh, my services are in demand, and uh, I, I'm grateful for that. But that means at least until uh, I win the lottery or Spotify decides to pay me lots of money. I got to drop the uh, podcast back to every other week. So uh, I appreciate you for being uh, flexible with my, with my schedule here. <laughs> glad, that, uh, glad that you're still with me. Got a, got a new coffee today. It's a Allegro coffee. This is a, a good recommendation I have for you today. It's kind of the best of both worlds. It's it's both light and dark coffee mixed. It's um, something that I picked up at Whole Foods. I don't know if it's exclusive to them. I'll include the link uh, so you can find it in the show notes. But uh, that's where I found it. And man, super impressed because it just gives me a break from my usual um, coffees that I go to. And I've noticed if I don't change it up, even the ones that I love, like Lavazza and Rudamaya, even Summer Moon, if I drink those day after day, month after month, uh, they kind of just start to dwindle a bit. You know what I mean? I don't know. Does that, does that happen to you? Maybe it's just my insatiable desire for new coffee all the time. But when I take a break from it, like with this bag of Allegro, really enjoy the coffee experience. I might get a bad, another one I might not. I don't know. But even if I don't and I just go back to one of my other blends, it's like they taste better then, you know? It's a, I don't know, it's probably like I said, it's that insatiable human desire to always have something new. But this coffee is a, a nice change-up if you're looking to venture off and uh, try something totally different to, uh, you know, to keep your your usual blends going. Allegro, it's a, it's a good one. I, uh, I highly recommend it. It's organic, uh, bird-friendly, all that good stuff, and um, shade-grown. It, it's good coffee. I, I really am digging on it. You probably know this if you've been listening for a while, but if you're new, uh, I just want to throw this out there before I get into today's topic, and that is that I am not a uh, guru. I'm not enlightened. Uh, I mean, I have my moments. For me, uh, enlightenment is kind of like uh, a temporary state. I, I, I sort of, it's like a fan. I oscillate between that and, uh, you know, the, the other side, sort of back and forth. As time goes on, I feel like I'm spending more time over in that side of it. But I like to throw this out because I don't want to come off as like this uh, know-it-all life coach influencer, right? I'm just a guy trying to figure things out. You know, I'm a, I'm a soul in this human body trying to, uh, you know, to find new ways of thinking, new philosophies. And I stumbled across one and I've done a, I did slightly, I did an episode about stoicism in the past. And since then, my, my past guest and good friend Ryan 
he, uh, he's been talking to me about stoicism. He'll send me articles or, or different things to, to read up on or videos. And uh, he, he's taken me a little bit further down the rabbit hole than I was before. And uh, I recently was thinking about the Stoics because they, uh, they have this thing called a last time meditation. And um, it's really interesting because what you do is you imagine the last time that you're going to do something. And it sounds a little bit morbid, but they would think about, you know, the last time that you're going to sit down and have dinner with your family, you know, because as weird as it sounds, like at some point there will be a last time for that. And so by meditating on it and by thinking about it, uh, they, they believe that it would draw you into a, a place of greater appreciation for those people and for those experiences and that you would be more present in the moment. And this really hit me like a few weeks ago because I've got a five-year-old daughter and she is uh, just hitting this growth spurt. And we have always gone on, uh, on jogs together. Well, we would go together to parks in the neighborhood and things. And I had this, uh, or I have this stroller. It's a, it's a jogging stroller and it's one of my most prized possessions for some reason. <laughs> it's called the Bob stroller. And since I got this thing, I don't know, it's been probably four years ago now, maybe more. But uh, her and I put in some some miles in this neighborhood and, and even beyond because we'd pack up the Bob and go to a different park. And so, you know, for the first few years, she just stayed in there. In fact, she would sleep while I was sort of jogging around and uh, getting my exercise in. And as time went on, you know, she starts walking, she starts running. She has uh, less and less time in that stroller, right? She wants to get out. She wants to go run now. And a few weeks ago, I noticed she's probably too big for this thing. You know, when she climbs in it now, it's it's no longer this huge stroller. It, it looks tiny <laughs> because she's uh, she's just too tall for it. And... I noticed whenever I, I took a mental note the last time that we went on a ride, I said, I, th I think this is going to be it because I've experienced last times uh, before with her. And I, I didn't quite know it was the last time. And that might sound confusing, but let me give you an example. So I used to rock her to sleep. I would uh, sing uh, the Roy Orbison song in dreams and I would just sit in the rocker and, um, you know, I, I sounded nothing like Roy Orbison, mind you, but, you know, she, she has no context. <laughs> she doesn't know about the amazing uh, voice of Roy Orbison yet, at least at the time. So I would sing her this song and, you know, put her, put her to bed. And I'm not sure when it occurred, but she got too big for that. And I didn't really get to say goodbye to that experience. You know, it just sort of stopped one day and I thought to myself, well, you know, I'll, I'll never get to do that again, really. And um, I didn't really think about it the last time that I did it. And so now I'm trying to sort of be more mindful of those last times. This happens to everybody. It happened to me before. I just didn't pay attention before these experiences with her came along before I was a father. 
So the fact that they have this last time meditation really kind of um, got me a lot more interested in like, what else do these guys have to say? What are the Stoics all about here? And, you know, this philosophy of Stoicism, it encourages to have this last time meditation because like I said before, it all goes away eventually. And it, I want to be as present as I possibly can in this life because it's, it's such a gift. You know, I really do believe that. I haven't always felt that way, but I, I feel that now. You know, the Stoics believe that we don't get sad because things happen to us, but we get sad because unexpected things happen to us. You know, like uh, rain, for instance. It's been raining a lot here over this last month. And it's kind of been messing up my running schedule, but I don't get sad about it because it's rain, right? You can't control it. It just happens. And the Stoics, they say that we should adopt this attitude towards everything. You know, expect that bad things are going to happen just like rain. And one way of preparing oneself, you know, for this is through voluntary discomfort, Things like cold showers or uh, fast for a long time. You know, go without eating longer than you normally would. Maybe skip breakfast, have a late lunch. Um, you know, since we live in a world of extreme convenience, we really have to force ourselves into being uncomfortable. And by doing these things, we start to realize that no matter how hard it gets, you know, you will survive. And, and maybe even thrive if our mindset is right you know things this is preparing you for future misfortunes david goggins called this the calcifying of the mind there's a lot of effort through advertising to try to convince us if we don't have certain things or look a certain way or even make a certain amount of money that we won't be happy that message is everywhere. <laughs> the Stoics say forget all that, that we should just focus on improving ourselves for ourselves and just have that be an end unto itself. This shifts the motivation from external to internal. You know, otherwise, we're just in this rat wheel trying to fill that inner void with external things. It's sort of like trying to put a square peg through a round hole. No, you know, no amount of, of items or material possessions will do it. And it's no wonder that this, that life is often looked at as hard or frustrating. You know, I've been putting all my happiness in the hands of external forces. And if you think about that objectively, it's uh, madness because everything breaks. You know, things fall apart. This philosophy is all about learning to control what we can and letting go of control over things we can't. You know, striving towards a goal is great. In fact, it, it is something that I believe humans just innately have. But breaking down when those things don't go our way is uh, pointless in the view of the Stoic. I think just getting this part right, just this one thing, can be a life changer. It's the art of knowing what I can control and what I can't. <laughs> and 
And when I think about how much of my life I've spent trying to move these immovable objects instead of spending the time on what I could change, um, it really makes me rethink that old programming that I have about control. Now I look at my day and I focus on what I can influence and only on those things. This is a great quote from Epictetus, who is another great Stoic. It is not events that disturb people. It's their judgment about things. He went on to say that this is the most important power we have. Something happens to us, but we decide if it's unfair or bad or a failure. Someone says something to us, but we decide if it's rude or offensive or wrong. And he also warned against self-conceit. If we think we know everything, we can never learn. Every person we meet, every situation, book we read, movie we watch, there's an opportunity to learn something, you know, to get better, to move forward. One of his favorite questions was, how have you made progress? And what that does is it focuses on what we don't know or where we can improve rather than patting ourselves on the back for what we do know. I mean, hardship, as, as we all know, is, is pretty much inevitable. Um, and I have usually felt pretty sorry for myself when things happen like that. But the Stoics offer a different approach. They look at it like a challenge. You know, they see it as a chance to prove ourselves as a way to get stronger through that experience. It's a chance to learn about patience and our endurance. It's, a, it's like working out in a lot of ways because resistance is what makes us stronger. Here's another great line from Seneca. There are more things that frighten us than are able to crush us. We suffer more in imagination than in reality. How many times, oh man, how many times have I worried about something that never even happens? I can't even count that. Um, but Seneca would tell me, the only thing to worry about is what I'm worried about. It's human nature to just spend a lot of time worrying in advance of something. And, uh, and the sad part is most of us um, torture ourselves more than the thing that we're actually worried about ever could. And that's if it even happens at all. An alternative is instead of worrying, let's focus on what is right in front of us stay in the present, stay in reality. You know, much of these frustrations actually come from living overtly comfortable lives. And take your pick, you know, whether it's seat warmers, climate control, or food delivery, whatever it is, it's easy to stay in a comfortable bubble and never strain ourselves. But the Stoics say this is exactly what we should do, that we should look at what we call conveniences as a death trap. They look at someone who is never challenged or always gets their way as a tragic figure. And if you pass through life without an opponent, you don't even know what you're capable of. In other words, we should not only deal with adversity, but we should seek it out. Every day we should look to challenge ourselves, to look for things that push us rather than just sit and atrophy. And when we're going through something tough, 
and I know this is a hard one for me, but we should be grateful for it. Yeah, it's because because this this thing, this what we would normally consider an unfortunate event, is helping us realize our full potential. These philosophers also view death in a way that is is different for most people. They didn't see it as a final act, but rather something that happens every day. Here's a good quote from Seneca. Let us postpone nothing. Let us balance life's books every day. The one who puts their finishing touches on life each day is never short of time. It's not that we have a short time to live, but that we waste a lot of it. There is therefore only one thing that we should do, live immediately. Now, there are four main virtues of Stoicism. There's wisdom, courage, temperance, and justice. And this means not being afraid, not giving in to our baser instincts, not putting ourselves above others, uh, not to get lost in what is up close, but to see the bigger picture of everything. And, you know, all the things that we face is an opportunity to just exercise these virtues. This can make any complex problem seem simple and straightforward when you break it down to those virtues. As Marcus Aurelius said, do the right thing, the rest doesn't matter. I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I, uh, I just wanted to get more into stoicism so i thought uh you know i'm gonna do a little research and uh, do an episode about it so hopefully you find something meaningful there if you do pass this along tell a friend uh you can check out all of the previous 120 episodes or whatever it is at this point at uh, the coffeebuzzpodcast.com check the show notes i've got all kinds of fun links uh there's today's coffee as well as a playlist that you might enjoy from Spotify that I put together. Um, you can reach out to me at the Coffee Buzz Podcast at gmail.com and uh, also all of the places on the social media as well. Thank you so much. I will talk to you next time.